to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. and grateful lord we thank you for this beautiful opportunity we have to hear your word holy spirit we pray for your mighty presence let your word go forth and let it not return to you void i pray lord that your word would accomplish healing restoration in the name of jesus let the sick among us be healed and be restored Amen. Broken hearted, be made strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. We cast out every principality as your word comes forth. Lord, any high thing that rises itself against the knowledge of God, Lord, let it be cast out Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. May your people be refreshed and be restored in the name of Jesus. We Amen. thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. I feel a lot of you are going to be healed Amen. and restored as you share the word of God. I feel that there are some sick ones amongst us. You are going to be healed by the end of this service. Amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Those of you who are in need, you have a particular need, have faith. That at the end of this service, that need will be met. Amen. You are going to receive phone calls within the week or two for something that you are waiting for. At the end of this service, arrangements will be made. Hallelujah. Amen. That what we bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. Hallelujah. And what we lose here on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. So we lose everything that is being held from you. Amen. And we bind every spirit that needs to be bound. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever is lacking, may the Lord supply. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your blessing. I receive receive it. Receive your healing. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Well. This afternoon, I want to share with you the Good Samaritan. Wow. The Good Samaritan. Wow. I am sharing with you from our prophet's book, How You Can Preach Salvation. The Good Samaritan. Luke chapter 10 and verse 30. Luke chapter 10 and verse 30. We are reading to verse 37. Luke chapter 10 and verse 30 to 37. If you will help me. Luke 10 verse 30. It says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, Jerusalem to Jericho is a very popular journey and it is a journey that you are going to take. Amen. Amen. Oh, you didn't hear me. 
Amen. I said, you are going to take this journey. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is the last town when you are going to Jerusalem. You know, I mean, everyone is coming from, you know, Galilee, Nazareth. They are all coming from Capernaum. You are all coming and you are going up. You, when you are going, you are going up to Jerusalem. Now, when you are coming from Jerusalem, you are descending. You are going down from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And mm-hmm. you come to Jericho and then the subsequent towns. Jericho is a very poor or was, I mean, at least by when we saw it. Jericho is still there, by the way. Uh... Okay? And it's a very... I mean, it's a dry land, you know, like a desert and a lot of poverty. You understand? We, we were there. We did some shopping. They have some nice costumes. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be there. This is where you'll find we went to the place where the tree that Lazarus um, climbed. Um, 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 Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbed. When Zacchaeus climbed that tree. You know, we, we were there. We saw that tree. We took some photographs. You will take some photographs. Amen. Of the tree. It looks very old. Very old tree. And uh, it's still there. And it's a, the sycamore tree. And they have a fence around it. And you take photographs there. You'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Amen. I'll be there. So it says... And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. You see? Mm -hmm. So Jerusalem, I mean, Jericho is not a... That journey is a very dangerous journey. You know, it's a very popular journey, but you have to go through Jericho. You know, when you are going to Jerusalem or when you are coming from Jerusalem, you have to go through Jericho. And it's, it's poor, desert, you know, and, you know, people have to survive. So there are thieves, you know, they, they are beggars. You'll find them. When you go, you still will see. You know, I'm not sure about the, um, the burglary and things like that, but because um, these days laws are very, um, you know, powerful. And the trips are, you drive, so you don't walk. So, you know, it's hardly to fall among thieves. But that is how the journey is. It's a lonely, whiny journey and can be very dangerous, can be quite dangerous, okay? So when you travel, when you travel on a dangerous journey so often, you see, you get so used to it. You get so used to it that at some point, you tend to even forget that it is a a dangerous journey, you see. Mm -hmm. This is how it is. You know, it's a dangerous journey. And people travel along it all the time because there's no other way you have to travel it. And this man was traveled, just an ordinary day's travel. And the Bible says, and fell among thieves. He just fell among thieves. He didn't plan it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It's a journey. Which he thought he was getting from, the, from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell among thieves. And they stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Just the timing. And that suddenly thieves jump on him. So 
you know, you may be you 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 may be driving on a particular road for a long time, you know, and it's a dangerous road, but you drive on it many times that you know sometimes you just even forget that it's dangerous. True. See? But the Lord will deliver you from every danger Amen. that is on your journey. Amen. The Lord will deliver you from car accidents. Amen. The Lord will deliver you from train derailment. Amen. The Lord will deliver you from plane crashes. Amen. The Lord will deliver you from every attack that the enemy Amen. plans on your journey. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A plans of premature death on journey. You will escape it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, this is a story that was told by Jesus. And we need to learn a lot. You see, the journey that I take to work, for instance, you know, it is quite a journey. The highway that I drive, you know, I mean, every now and then you see an accident. But people drive on it all the time and they get so used to it. I mean, those of you who sometimes you take the Taconic, you see there's a place where it's really windy. You know, and you know, the first time when you drive on it, you are very careful, you are afraid. Yeah, you see, but after you have driven on it so often, you become comfortable. Sometimes I see how people speed, you realize that they don't see any danger on this road, but every now and then something happens, you will escape every accident. Amen. Amen. So, the next verse it says. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. The next verse. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. And likewise, but a certain Samaritan, say, but a certain Samaritan. But a certain Samaritan. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast or on his own horse, or camel, whatever the beast was, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Mm. Wow. Wow. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come, I will repay thee which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves Mm. I think you can answer that and the man who asked this as a question he said he that showed mercy on him then said Jesus unto him go and do thou likewise hallelujah Amen. Wow. Now, this is a story told by Jesus. Mm. Therefore, there are several important lessons that we can learn from in this story. What do you think? 
It's powerful. So the first point, the first point that I want to share with you, the first point, it says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on the journey of life mm. from birth to death. Like this man who began a journey from Jerusalem to Jericho, you also, you are on a journey of life. And the beginning of your journey is birth. And the end of your journey is death. Hallelujah. Amen. Our life is the life is like the life of this man. Hmm. And he began in Jerusalem and his final destination is Jericho. Now your life is also taking off the day that you are born Hmm. and ends when you die. And your final destination is eternity. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. The beginning of this journey is quite predictable. You know, I mean, some couple can plan and they say, okay, we will have a child. Of course, they don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl, but you are born, you know. By the time you are conceived, you know that within eight to nine, nine and a half months, you'll be born. So it's quite predictable when you appear. And preparations can be made for you so many things. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? However, no one knows when it will end. No one knows how it will end. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9 and verse 12, the Bible says, For man, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 12, He says, for man also, you see, the reason why we project the scriptures is not because, you know, we know you don't have a Bible. You should have your own Bible and you have to highlight things. But we project it so that everyone knows that. Though we say we are reading from how to preach, how you can preach salvation, we are reading the word of God. It is all full of scriptures. That's all. If you take the book, those of you who have it, you open to chapter, I believe it's chapter... Message number five. Salvation message number five. Okay. He says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 12, he says, For man also knoweth not his time as he finishes, as sorry, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, mm. and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. You see, you see, when you see someone fishing, you know, you don't take into account that, oh, poor fishes. Sometimes it's a big fish. You know, sometimes it's a whale. And I've seen movies where, I mean, documentaries where people are catching whales. You see? And the whale was not born yesterday. The whale had been born long time and the whale is living, you know, has given birth, you know, maybe it's a grandmama whale or something like that, you know, and it's swimming freely in the ocean, you know, with no prediction and suddenly it's caught in a snare, in a net. Yes. Yes. And this whale that has been living for how many years, this is the end. Suddenly, it comes to an end. You leave your grandchildren, your, 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 grand, your, your husband. You leave everything and you are caught. 
and you are going to be on somebody's plate. Yes. They will cut you and share and give to all kinds of people. You didn't plan it. Mm. Do you see? The same thing with bats that are caught in, um, in a snare. When the, 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 the people are catching bats. And the Bible says that is how your life is. Mercy. You see, sometimes you see like um, a mosquito. And the mosquito is flying freely. He's looking for someone to bite. He's flying freely. I mean, without any prediction. And then you go, pow, you catch the mosquito and you kill the mosquito. <laughs> you know, the mosquito had no plans of dying that day. True. You know, sometimes he's just trying to take a, just a little bit of your blood. Just a little bit. You have so much blood. It means just a little bit. And you hit it really hard. Pow. And that's the end of the mosquito. The Bible says that is how your life is. Mercy. You look very fine. They have raised you. They have spent so much on you. And you have polished yourself, gone to school, spent so much time in school, done so many things. And then you go out and then suddenly that attacks you. Mm. Unpredictable. So the end is very unpredictable. Hallelujah. Amen. Preaching power. Because no one knows when and how it will end, you must be ready for the day that it will end. All the time. All the time. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Very true. You must go out every day thinking that this is the last. Mm. Because the end is unpredictable. Unpredictable. You don't know when it will end. You must be ready every day, the day it will end. And ready for what? Be ready for what? I'll show you what to be ready for. In Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, you're teaching powerfully. I want your heart. I want your heart to receive this message. I want your mind to contain this message. I want your spirit to imbibe, imbibe this message. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel. And because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to meet thy maker. Amen. 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 You must always prepare to meet your God. Mm-hmm. You must always prepare to meet the one who made you. Because Christian. it can end abruptly. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. A lot of us, we go around as if we don't have a maker. Yes. You go around and you don't have any regard for some maker. You mm. don't think of somebody really made you for a reason and for a purpose. And you have your own plans of doing whatever you want. No regard for the maker. And God says, be prepared because you are going to meet the maker. Mm. You are going to meet the one who made you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You are going to meet your maker. Hallelujah. Amen. So be prepared. When you go fishing and you catch fishes and they are in the net, 
you know, you are telling them be prepared because I'm the one who caught you. You are going to meet me. And the preparation, you are going to be on my table. Mm. You have no idea. So, I mean, you can't walk around as if you have no maker. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, please. You are pretty powerful. It ends abruptly. Mm. And you have no control over it. You don't have Mm. any control over you cannot prolong it, mm. you cannot shorten it, you cannot mm. add to it, you can negotiate. Mm. You know, I have seen people really negotiating, you know, mm. really negotiating, family members really negotiating. We want everything done, we want to do this, you have to do that. We want everything done to keep this person alive, and they are fighting. Mm. Hey. Hey. But I realized that you can negotiate. You can negotiate. No matter how many negotiations you make, the only thing that you can control is the end time. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the only thing you can have control on the preparation that you make for the day it ends. Psalm 39 and verse 4. Let me show you a scripture. Psalm 39 and verse 4. You know, maybe if you, Psalm 39 verse 4, and if you can give me the New Living Translation, we'll move on. Psalm 39 and verse 4. Are you, are you reading with me? Yes. Listen very carefully. He says, Lord, remind me. You see, this is how your prayer should be so that you can prepare. Because you walk around as if you have no maker. So he says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. Remind me how fleeting your life is fleeting. Remind me how fleeting. Because sometimes you even anticipate or you have an understanding of how fleeting your life is, but you really don't know. And your mind is not on it on a daily basis. You have no understanding how fleeting your life is. The next verse, verse 5, it says, verse 5, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. Wow. I mean, <laughs> when I read this scripture, it's a very humbling scripture. True. It says, my entire lifetime is just a moment to you and you don't care about your maker. And it says, at best, at best, each of us, you and me, are you in part of each of us? Yes. This is the Bible. It says, at best, each of us is but a breath. Hmm. And I have seen it. I'm telling you, I have seen it. I have seen it. You know, I have seen it. I have seen someone who just had this terrible disease that is on the earth now. And young person, I cannot even tell you the age. Young person, just this past Friday. Mm. And the person has been sick, you know, and you see, you know, God is good. God is good. The person is sick. 
and the person, you know, because the way this virus is, uh, let me tell you, you see, you can be very sick and you look like you are comfortable. Hmm. You look like you are comfortable. And doctors that are taking care of you are afraid. And then you say, but I'm fine. <laughs> it's a wicked virus. But you are an overcomer. Amen. You are a conqueror. Jesus. The blood of Jesus is upon you. Amen. So this person was very sick. And then every moment, you know, it looks like this person is ready to crash. Hmm. Because when the oxygen in your blood level is very low, you can have a heart attack any moment. And that is what it does. It makes your oxygen level very low. Mm. But you feel okay. Do you understand? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? You feel okay. Mm. So this this is one of the deceptions that people have. And then they're talking about, oh, there is no this, there is no that. Anyway, this is not for the preaching. Do you understand? But go and take care of yourself. We're loving it. Go and take care of yourself. You have no idea. It's awful. So this person, each time we go and we say, look, we have to put you on a respirator. He says, no, 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 I'm okay. No, 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 I'm okay. But you see, when you go on a respirator, it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. It's a bad sign. Do you understand? Very, very, very few people come out from the respirator. So we push and push and push not to put you on a respirator. So, you know, we do all kinds of things. So we have this thing on, you know, we call it BiPAP, a mask that is forcefully pushing air in your lungs instead of the respirator. And that is what she was on. And the person has been on for quite some time now and still getting sicker. So one Yes, this pass. The thing is on her face, like this. Mm. And she fell asleep. And the thing, she moved, or maybe something, and then the thing came off. That was it. It's, 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 your life is like a breath, like this. Breath. That was it. That was it. By the time people putting on mask, gown, this, 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 you went in there, that was it like that I'm not I'm not saying this to scare you at all I am showing you the the brevity of life life. the brevity that we go about not caring about God that when even someone is telling you about God to do this for God to come to God you feel like it's a bother Mm. you feel like it's too much what would you be doing with your life? Let's go back to my scripture. I'm not done reading. I'm, I'm still reading. You don't like my message, right? It's I love it. I'm preaching a good message. Very powerful message. It says, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My mm. entire lifetime. This person, if I tell you the age, you don't believe it. And the, the things that the person has done in her life, you will not believe it. But entire lifetime, it was just a moment. A moment. A moment. To you. At the best, each of us is but a breath. At best. best. The next verse. The next verse. It says, we are merely moving shadows. 
Mm. Merely moving shadows. And all our busy rushing ends in nothing. Our busy, I mean, this scripture, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I, I just jumped on this scripture this morning. It says, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. But your plan, your plan is that you will spend it. Mm. Your plan is that you are paying off your this, you are working hard so that your retirement will be nice. You wouldn't have to owe, you wouldn't have to do this. You want to own this, you want to have this, you want to, your 401k, 403b, 4055s, 402x, 402y, you have everything. And the Bible says, we heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. Mm. And this thing is what takes us away from our maker. True. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Rev. Many people are supposed to be in church today. Many people, but they don't care about their maker. Mm -hmm. They don't care about their maker as if they don't have the maker. It says, the next verse, the next verse, are we done? No. Okay. It says, and so Lord, where do I put my hope? Mm. My only hope is in you. My only hope is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. He is our only hope. Amen. He is our only hope. So beloved, let us be conscious of our maker. Every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Lord made way for you through this pandemic, serve him with all your strength. I'm telling you, serve him with all your strength. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a call of duty to come to the Lord, be prepared. Mm-hmm. As if it's the most, and not as if, it is the most important thing. He says, where is my hope? My hope is in you. My hope is in you. Amen. Amen. My hope is in you. You know, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, I mean, I can tell you for sure that many, many of us, many, many of us had a virus. I can tell you. Many of us had a virus. But God delivered us. I'm telling you. You just didn't get tested. But many of us, there was a pandemic. Many of us had a virus. And if you didn't have it, you came in exposure with the virus and you didn't have it. It is the great grace of God. Great grace of God. And the way that virus is, is you have it, it's 50-50. You die or you don't die. There's no in between. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Yes, you are preaching. Mm. So you see, our lives, eh, let me tell you, it's truly what the scripture says. Mm. And this season has proved to us that that is what our lives are. Mm. Amen. Amen. So let us serve God. Let us serve God. That is the bottom line. Number two, the second point that we want to learn from. Are you enjoying the... Yes, take your time. Number two. He says... 
Number two, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on the journey of life and will experience various problems on that journey. Wow. You are on a journey of life. Mm. Your life is a journey and you will experience various problems on this journey. You are preaching. This man encountered wickedness. Mm. He encountered robbers. He Preach. encountered thieves, injustice, beatings, sickness, near-death situations. Your journey is like that too. The journey that we are on is like that. Preach. You know, if you are honest, if you are honest with yourself, you will realize that there are very few good days in our lives. Very few. <laughs> you know, there are times, there are times that, you know, you really feel like, you know, everything moves on. Everything is working. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. your, the job is going, you know, it yeah. looks like your job security is there. There's no sign of you are going to be fired or the Life school is, is moving on. Uh, um, graduation is nearing. You yeah. are passing, you know, and, you know, I mean, all the papers have been written. There's no delay. There's no stress. Mm and health is good, you know, you feel strong, you know, and no phone calls that somebody is sick, somebody has died, nothing like that. I mean, there are days like that. Mm. And then you feel like, you know, you feel good, like everything is well. Yeah. Is if you'll be honest, you'll realize that those days are very few. Very few. <laughs> Majority of the days, there are something. There is something that is going on. True. That is not pleasant, or that is not what you really want. Yeah, even today, there's something going on. Even today, as we are preaching, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. There is something that you are worried about every, I mean, majority of the time. So the good days are very few. The excellent, Mm. perfect days where everything seems to be working. I mean, I have had days like that. You know, uh, all my church members are well. You know, everybody is by the grace of God. You know, family is good. When you start, the car is moving. The car is driving nicely. No braking. All the cars are working. You know, no mechanic issues. You know, I mean, your your, your bills are paid. You know, you feel those times, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Life is good. But there are very few. (laughs) There are very few. Just as you feel like that, the next day you see that one other car is not starting or yeah. something, and it's giving him headache. Transmission is not um, moving. Just as you feel yeah. everything is okay, then suddenly you feel nauseous and then diarrhea and constipation. Hey. You can't move your mouth and some headache, and then it's just troubling you. Yes, when you are about to I'm not sure if I'm the only one that feels like that. <laughs> you feel like that give me a wave sometimes, you know. Me too. Hey. Uh, MTA will send you traffic regulations. Right. You know, I mean, when you thought everything was okay, you went outside and then there's a ticket in the window. <laughs> and this is your day. When you felt that the car is driving well, everything is moving, and then you hear, pana, 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 and then they stop. <laughs> and then it just messes your day. Do you see? So the days are very few. That very things few. are perfect. Mm, very few. You are preaching. Genesis chapter 47 and verse 9. If you are honest, like Jacob, this is what you say. He said, this is when Jacob first met Pharaoh and was being introduced. He said, Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage 
Now, pilgrimage is a journey. Okay, pilgrimage is a journey, and it's a journey that is like you are transitioning. It's not. Yeah. This is not your final. Like we yeah. we are pilgrims. We are pilgrims. That means yeah. our lives on earth is a pilgrim. We are pilgrims. The pilgrimage, and because it's, it ends, and then you are somewhere. Mm. You understand? It's like you are transit. You are in a transit. <laughs> a religious you continue somewhere. It says, "The days of the years of my pilgrimage are on hundred and thirty years." Mm. That means the day that he was talking to Pharaoh, he was one hundred and thirty years in his journey. One hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. He mm. said, "These days are just few, but there are a lot of evil. Mm. My days have been years of evil, and have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage." That means mm. he has not even lived to the years that you know his father Abraham and you know mm. Joseph and they lived. I mean um, Isaac, they lived mm. like that. But he says his years are few, but full of problems. Mercy. Now you are talking about Jacob that the Lord blessed. Mm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah, God was with him. God was with him. He fought angels. Survived. He fought angels and survived, and they were the angels bless him because he survived. Mm. And he says, "It's 130 years that I have lived; they have been full of trouble." Hey. Mm. Do you see? And honestly, if you assess your life well, you can say this with Jacob. Trouble. So the pilgrimage, our journey, is also full of trouble. You are preaching. All of us are pilgrims. For mm. some, our journey, our, our pilgrimage, it will last for 86 years. For some, mm. 102 years. For some, it will be 23 years. Mm. For some, it will be 40 years. It will be 36 years. No mm. one knows. The journey is short, but full of trouble, full of evil. Young and old, are experiencing evil. Evil. Young people are experiencing evil. Old people are experiencing evil. Now, Mm. so many evil things are now even easily accessible to the young. So many evil things. Because of all these kinds of internet, social media technology, younger people are now experiencing more evil today. More evil. Using evil of pornography, evil of homosexuality, dishonoring of parents, you know, dishonoring of elders, love of money. I mean, all kinds of evil. It is like the enemy now has a chance, you know, things that were considered as adult sins. You see, I mean, when we, some of us were growing up, you know, there were certain things that were like limited to adults. It's true, true. But today, this this, this higher than this is brought to the children in their homes, into their bedrooms, in their beds. Hmm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Understand them before. To them, Hmm. and 
they, 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 they fall and they are so much into it. It's like it's in their face. Yeah. Easily accessible. Easily accessible. You are you preaching can. a good message. So That's how can you make it? How can you make it in this life without God? Mm. How can parents raise children and let them be good without God? How can, how can parents raise children and let children grow up to be good adults without God? When you leave them alone and there's no God there and there's, the evil is just brought to them. Mm. Because as you are parenting them, there is another guardian on hey. There is another guardian on Facebook, on um, mm. Twitter, on Instagram, another, another guardian that Snapchat. is parenting them also. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So oh. much evil. And we cannot police the children. We cannot mm. police them all the time. We cannot be with them because you cannot sleep with your child. Hey. I mean, there were days that, I mean, I mean, children, I mean, today, you five-year-old has his own or her own bedroom. You know, can do anything that he wants or she wants. A lot of gadgets. Without any parental, no, no, nobody has come in a room, but she's interacting. You can't go there. You can't can't go there. Except that God be with the child. Except that God be with the child. And he's the only one that can be with the child all the time. He's the only one that can police the child all the time. Amen. And we don't care about God. Mm. We don't care about God. I tell you. Job chapter 14 and verse 1. He says, man that is born of a woman is of few days. Job 14 verse 1. It says, how frail is humanity? How short? Or it's fine. Keep this. Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. Full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. That's not exist. So the days that we are living, they are full of trouble. Our pilgrimage is full of evil. Just like the man who was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Number three, the third point. Are you understanding my message this afternoon? Yes, yes I'm uh, loving it. You are helping my life. The third point. It says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on the journey of life and will need the help of God in this life. Amen. Amen. Like this man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on the journey of life and will need the help of God in this life. You need the help of God in this life. Amen. Amen. You have some few minutes. Keep preaching. Just bear with me. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, a good Samaritan 
came to the rescue of this man when there was True. no one else to help. There was no one else to help. A good Samaritan came to his rescue when he was weak and had no strength, when he was in a near-death situation. If you read Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, when we were utterly, okay, all right. For when we were yet without strength, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. The next verse. Though perhaps, he said, for scarcely, for scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet mm. peradventure, for a good man, some will even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us mm. in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. He says, God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died. died for us. When we were, we, were, we, were, we were without strength, God gave us Jesus Christ. Amen. We need the help of God. Amen. We need the help of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I need the help of God and you need the help of God. True. Amen. 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 You need the help of God to be Amen. a righteous person. Amen. You can have a desire, but so much evil is sent your way. Mm. You need the help of God. I need the help of God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes our youth, they are in school, you know, and other youth, other, other people's children, you know, full of evil, load themselves on them. You know, load themselves on them. Amen. Amen. You are in your room and a young, one of your classmates comes in, he's coming to borrow your protractor. Do they still use that? He's coming to borrow your protractor. And she comes in a room and she's half naked. I mean, a Christian who is trying to do good, except that God is with the child. Except Amen. that God is with the child. So it must be our prayer all the time that the Lord's presence will be with them. The Lord's Amen. presence will be with them. That will say, get out of my room with those clothes. And please, don't come to my room dressed like that. It takes a, God, a godly child to be able to speak like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. Because the world will make you feel like, what is wrong with you? Are you this? Are you that? You saw me and this and that, and then you just keep your mouth quietly and you pretend as if you didn't see, but you are looking, you know, with your eyes. <laughs> Go with your feelings. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. And all of you adults, you experience all of these things at work. You do. Yeah. You experience them at work. You see, someone is coming to your desk to come and ask for something. You come and lean on your desk like this. And they are doing that on purpose because they know that when they lean on your desk like this, you are seeing what you are seeing. Hey. Oh, ladies, you think we don't know those things? We never tell them. Oh, oh, I'm making up. Something. No, I'm no, thinking no. Reverend, Has it happened for real? We are, we are no, I'm not, I'm not asking the men. I'm just asking the ladies. 
is it a real thing that happens? Very real, very real. Thank you very much. You see, the, yeah. you think that I'm making up. At all not. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. And every day it comes like that. Every day it comes like that. Mm. And then every morning, then you are looking forward to when it will. Yeah, to catch Phyllis. <laughs> Phyllis for the day, your coffee. Your One coffee. day you see that you are caught in a snare. <laughs> you are caught in a snare. The May you be delivered. May you Amen. be delivered. And we cast out all such cantankerous women who Jesus come our name. way to tempt and to Jesus cause all name. kinds of trouble. And men who also tempt women with free lunch hey. and with muscle, <laughs> with fishness and with boldness, gym exercise, and bringing themselves, wearing all kinds of tight clothes to entice you. We cast them out from your life. Amen. Amen. As if it's free lunch, but he's like... <laughs> No, no more masters. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Number five. Number five. I just want to wrap this up and then. We are enjoying the message. You are pretty Wait, a powerful did, message. Did I give you number four? Number four. Okay, point number four. Okay, we cannot finish everything. So I'm just going to give you these points. Point number it's four. Powerful. Mm. Says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho. You are on the journey of life that has many troubles. God knows your troubles and has sent help in the form of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wow. Mm. God sends help in the form of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So our help, it comes in the form of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is our helper. Amen. Amen. Jesus is our deliverer. Hallelujah. Amen. Our help comes in the form of Jesus Christ. Say amen. 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 Our help comes in the form of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. Again, it says, while we were still helpless, while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. Christ died for the ungodly. And verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The good Samaritan is Jesus Christ. On this pilgrimage, Mm. this journey of pain and torture, Mm. the good Samaritan that God has sent you is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five, it says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem down to Jericho, you need help from others. Number five. Mm. You are on the journey of life on which you need help. Your help will come from others. Amen. The help you need may not come in the way you expect it. Wow. 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 You need help from others. Others. You can't help yourself. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. When you are in this journey and you are broken and you are in pain and you are dying, you need help from others. You need a helping hand. Mm. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. And the help you need may not come in the way that you expect it. That is true. Sometimes people 
expect help in a particular way. Mm. Naaman the Syrian, if you remember him, who was a leper, needed help mm. desperately. His main problem in life was that he was a leper. He was a mighty soldier with mm. good salary and high position in the society. Mm. And his main problem was that he was a leper. And so every time you see him with his hand in his pocket, pocket every time you see him. Now he expected Elijah to help him in a particular way when the help mm. was coming. He was expecting that God will heal him in a particular way. The help you need may not come in the form that you expect in this journey. The help may not come in the form of money. Mm. It may not come in the form of medicine. It Mm. may not come in the form of papers. Mm. It may not come in the form of clothes Mm. or even a car. It may come in another way. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. In 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible says, Then his servants, 2 Kings 5 and verse 13, it says, But his officers tried to reason with him when Naaman, the Syria, because he came with his entourage. If you read the previous verse, he came with his entourage when he was told that there is a prophet in Israel. He says, He errant the rivers of Damascus. He came with his entourage. And then Elijah told him to go and wash in the river Jordan. Now, when we go to Israel and we are planning, we will go. I'm not just saying it. We will go to Israel. Amen. I will be there. You will organize. When when you go to Israel, you will see the river Jordan. And you understand why Naaman didn't want to bath in the river Jordan. I tell Mm. you, the river Jordan is like a Galamse river. (laughs) You know? Oh, yes. Mm. I'm telling you, I have a picture of river Jordan. I'll show you. When you see it, because I was there and I said, ha, is that the river Jordan? Because my mindset about the river Jordan was massive massive river with, I mean, beautiful water and all kinds of, you know, imagination and scenery. And when I saw the river, it's like Galamse had been done in the river for years. It's like mud, the river Jordan. And people want to baptize in the river. I mean, I didn't want to baptize in that river at all. I understood Naaman. I said, ha, ah, Naaman. <laughs> now I understand. Why he says, are there not better rivers in Syria? Abana and Fafa. You know? Maybe when we go to Israel, I mean, if you will be go and you ask me to baptize you, I will probably ask Pastor Chani. Maybe Pastor Chani may want to baptize you. <laughs> river, but not me. I'm not going in that river. I like that river. <laughs> so Dorothy, uh, that's why I'm glad that you are baptized before we go because you get there and he's a hey. Can you baptize me the second time? I say we've done it before. I'm not baptizing <laughs> it again. Uh, Amen. 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 I so, like Damascus River. Mm. It says, are in the rivers of Damascus, the Abana and the Fafa, better river, better than any of the rivers of Israel. Mm. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? You see, mm. we all have our idea of how we ought to, how God has to move. So Naaman yeah. turned and went away in a rage. He says, no, I'm not <laughs> going to move like that. But his officers 
tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? Mm. If the prophet told you to bring the eye of a crocodile, you would have brought it. <laughs> White pigeon. <laughs> if the prophet had told you to bring something difficult, you would have brought it. So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. You see? You need help desperately. You need help Mm. desperately. But it is not coming in the form that you are expecting it. it. Mm. Mm. Now, listen, unless you accept the fact that God's ways are not your ways, you will miss God's move a lot of times. Mm. Unless you come to that acceptance that God's ways are not your ways, and He says His ways are not your ways. ways. So, how you expect the help to come is never the help the way that you want to come. Mm. You cannot see God's help if you cannot accept this fact. Some of you, you think what you need is a husband with a good salary. A husband who has a good salary. The way you have suffered in life. You cannot young men who are, but maybe what God is bringing you is a student who has a part-time job. You know, and you say, never, never, never may this bypass me. How? You? How? (laughs) Never. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But that is how God is moving and you cannot see. Amen. Amen. You perhaps you think that you, you, you what you need is a wife who has an RN degree and is working <laughs> and is making money. RN, RN, RN. But perhaps what you need, what God is bringing you, is a woman who is not looking for a job. She's looking for a job. And she says, I want she finds a job, she will start school. That's <laughs> interesting. She will start school. And that is what God is bringing you. And that is what is going to make you prosper. But you cannot Amen. see the God. Amen. 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 Many of us, what we are expecting to be our help, we are looking for it in different ways. But what God is bringing you is Jesus Christ. That is what God says you need. He says you need Jesus Christ. You need Christ. You need to receive Jesus Christ. And that is all you need. But you are going about searching for all kinds of things. You have no time for this Jesus. But that is what God is saying you need. And if you receive him, he said, if you receive him and you will seek first this kingdom and take it first, he says, all the other things that you are running for, we shall be added I have seen this God to be such a real God who does things exactly what he says. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. Let me just sum up this here and then we can end. So, number seven, point number seven. says, like the man, number six, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, You are on the journey of life. God has sent someone to pour in the oil. The oil speaks of the Holy Spirit who has been sent to lead you to Jesus Christ. God sends the Holy Spirit to convict you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient of you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Hallelujah. Amen. So God sends us the Holy Spirit. The oil, the Bible says that when the good Samaritan found the man, he bound his wound. He bound his wound. God will bind your wound. Jesus Christ comes to bind all your hurts, all the pain, all the torture, the difficulties. I mean, some of you, if you will be truthful to yourself, you realize that since you came to the church, since you came and you really gave your life to Christ, many wounds have been healed. You Sometimes some sicknesses, God has bound them. Chronic diseases that used to torture you, God has bound them. And God will bind every heal, every pain, every torture, everything that troubles you, your family, your marriage, your children. God will bind them. And then he pours the oil, which is the Holy Spirit. And that oil, that Holy Spirit is what convicts you. He says he will convict us of sin. That is the one that goes with you. That is the one that makes you say, no, I can't do this. No, I cannot run this. No, I can't do this. And when you have the Holy Spirit, that is when the anointing, you have the anointing that goes with you, that makes you say that I will choose to tell the truth. I will choose to do the right thing. I will choose not to sleep with you until I am married to you. I will choose not to have a child with you until I'm married. It is the Holy Spirit that is in you. And when the good Samaritan found this man, the Bible said that he bound his wound and he poured the oil. He poured the oil. He poured the anointing. And when the anointing comes in you, that is when you are convicted of sin. You see, when we preach, when we preach and preach, you know, some people don't give their lives to Christ. But when God gives you the spirit, when God pours the oil, it convicts you. That is why you give your life to Christ. That is when you are convicted. Then he says, verse number seven, point number seven. I mean, point number seven, he says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on a journey of life. God has sent someone to pour in the wine. The red wine speaks of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is poured out to cleanse you from your sins. Today, receive Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Amen. Amen. Receive Jesus and you will be saved. Hallelujah. Why do you die in your sins? Why do you die and perish? God gave you his only son to die for you. Receive Jesus and you will be saved. Amen. Better for the law. And the last point, the last point, it says, like the man who journeyed from Jerusalem to Jericho, you are on the journey of life. And only someone who loves you will dare to stop and help you on a, such a dangerous road. Hallelujah. I tell you, in the life that we live in, you have realized that not many people are ready to help you. Sometimes even the people who say they love you, when you are in real problem and you are in real difficulty, 
you see that you can't find them. True. You cannot find them. No help. But in this pilgrimage, in this pilgrimage of pain and torture and disappointment and sicknesses, God gave someone who loves us so much. He says, out of love, out of love. Jesus was not compelled to do this. He did it out of love. He did it because he loves you. And beloved, you cannot imagine the love. You cannot phantom the love. That is why you don't treat it with such glory. That is why you don't glorify the love. But the love is beyond measure. The love is amazing. God loves you so much that a person like you and I, he will give his son to come and suffer. And I tell you, if if you were the only sinner, Jesus Christ would have died for you. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. It is only through that love that someone will lay down his life like that for you. You know, in this book, there's a story that um, is said of, and a true story, a woman that was um, in Korea. There was a couple. There was a couple who live here in the United States and they have children. And one of the children had Chinese eye or had an Asian eye, you know, the type of eye. I'm not supposed to call it Chinese eye, but um, I just want you to understand what I'm saying. But his eyes look like an Asian. You can tell someone is an Asian when you see their eyes. And even when someone has half Asian blood, sometimes you can see in their eyes. So this boy or this young man, he was in college and he had eyes like that. And all his other siblings look Caucasian. So he asked his parents, he says, dad, mom, why do I look different? Why are my eyes looking this way? So the father told him, he said, I was waiting for this day. I was waiting until you were grown to ask me this question because I knew you were going to see a difference and to ask me. And he said, do you want to know why? And the son said, yes. How many of you want to know why? I want to know. You see, you like to know things, but I'll tell you. So the father said, the reason why your eyes look different is because your mom and I were missionaries in North Korea. And the war broke, the war between the South and the North broke the war between North South Korea and North Korea came on and they were fleeing because it was very dangerous the war was very strong in the north so they were running away from the north coming to the south and they were driving you know these missionaries they had a jeep or something like that and so they were driving in a jeep trying to escape the the war and then as they were driving past a bridge the wife said stop and he said, what? He says, I hear a baby crying. I said, come on. Be serious. This is winter. Cold. How can you hear a baby here? You know, there's no land. There's no room. There's no place. How can you hear a baby crying? He says, stop. And the, the husband said, we are not going to stop for the people to shoot us. Look at the war. It's coming. And the woman insists. He says, please, please stop the car. I hear a baby crying. And the husband stopped the car. So when they stopped, they got out. And when they went under the bridge in a particular corner, 
there was a woman completely naked, all stripped in a cold winter, freezing winter, all stripped. And when they went closer, the woman, they had a baby crying. So apparently, the woman was also fleeing, running away, but has, she has no car. She was pregnant. And when she got under the bridge, I mean, I think on the way, she felt labor. She went into labor. Her water broke, and there was nowhere, no one, no car coming. So she went under the bridge and delivered a child mm. in the cold winter. And so when she delivered, she took off all her clothes, her underwear, and everything. And she wrapped the baby. She mm. wrapped the baby with all her clothes. And when she wrapped the baby, she then put the baby in her bosom like this and coiled herself, curled herself around the baby to keep the baby warm so the baby will survive. And then she lay down, curled the baby, in wrapped swaddling clothes. And the woman froze to death. And the baby was still alive. So when they went, they saw this baby and they took the baby out and they brought the baby. And the man said, that baby is you. And the child, the young man broke down, crying, crying crying and he says that is how my life was my mother did this for me to keep me alive mm. my mother sacrificed her life so that i will live please daddy please mommy take me back to that place that bridge i want to see where my mother died mm. so they took him to the place they flew. This time the war is over. Things, peace is on earth. They took him to the place. And when he saw the place, the young man called down, took off his clothes. It was summer, so he wasn't going to free. But he took off his clothes in front of his parents, coiled down, crying, 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 broke down, crying. Because he couldn't comprehend that in this world, Someone who put down his life or her life like that. Just so a baby who was nothing will live. And they took him, consoled him, and brought him back. That is the love that your Savior saw that you will perish. And he says that I will suffer. I will perish so that you will live. I will do everything. Now, beloved, unless you can imagine, unless it is explained to you that someone really suffered, someone really froze so that you will live, you cannot comprehend. This child, this young man, didn't know what love, what love meant, that a mother would make such sacrifice. And it's only a mother's love for a newborn child that will make a mother do that. Beloved, this is the kind of love that your Savior had for you and gave his life so that you and I will live. Put your hands together for our Savior.
and let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Please stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for saving us. In the name of Jesus. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. You have not welcomed Jesus into your life. I want to say a prayer with you. I want you to receive Jesus today. Beloved, you have an opportunity today to receive Christ. I want to give you that offer. This great love that he laid down his life for us. If you are like that and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you want to embrace this love, this great love that God has for us. I want you to say this prayer after me. Repeat this prayer and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I have sinned. And I'm not worthy to be called your child. And I'm not worthy to be called your child. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. This afternoon. This afternoon. I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my master. I receive you as my master. I receive you as my savior. I receive you as my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you